The spiritual wisdom at the heart of all religious traditions speaks directly to the heart of every seeker of the light. Today we would like to share and reflect on a selection of traditional stories from across the world describing the conception and birth of the new soul. From West Africa comes this Yoruba story about the birth of Oshan. A few years had passed in the kingdom of Olodumea, and peace had come upon the lands. Harmony and tranquility had come, and in Obotala's home as well, tranquility had come to pass, although his mental illness lingered with him and he could not fully attend to the kingdom. And so it was his wife, Yamaya, who had taken over and administered the kingdom. Under her direction it became a world of pleasure, peaceful and of beauty, order and harmony. It was then, after all these years on her rounds in the kingdom, she felt a slight kick within her womb. Joy had overcome her at last with the notion of a new child. Everyone in the kingdom could see the glow upon Yemaya as the months passed and her belly grew with life. They all knew this child was special and awaited the day of its arrival with joy and blessings. The day finally arrived and Yemaya gave birth to a beautiful girl of immense beauty, and she was named Osha, and received the blessings of Olodumea. When Yamaya saw her laying there in her arms, a jubilant scream of emotion came from within Yamaya's soul, and she shouted for all to hear. Yalode, Yalode, a queen, a queen has come. Yemaya proclaimed that Oshan would inherit all that was hers to give. Oshan would receive all sweet waters of earth, gold, love, even the crown that Yemaya wore. When everyone in the kingdom saw Oshan for the first time, they became delighted and bowed to the beauty of her mother's arms. Ocean had come in the perfect moment of the kingdom, and she would one day become the most important Orisa, as she would prove in her lifetime. Yemaya knew that Oldumiari had given her a very special gift, and when the time came, it would be Oshan who would save the kingdom from great problems. Thus the human race would come and look to her in times of great need. 
As she grew, Oshan became more and more beautiful with each passing year. At an early age, she became known as the goddess of love of the Yoruba, and there was no one who could take this title from her. We read from the biblical narrative of the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to Mary, a virgin engaged to Joseph of the house of David, announcing to her, Greetings, the Lord is with you, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. Mary responded, how can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And so, when Caesar Augustus decreed a census, Joseph had to return to Bethlehem with Mary, who was heavy with child. Upon arriving in Bethlehem, they found there was no lodging, so Mary and Joseph took shelter in a stable. During the night, Mary gave birth to a son, wrapped him in cloth, and placed him in a manger. An angel of the Lord appeared to shepherds guarding their flocks nearby, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. The angel said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all humankind. In the town of David, a Saviour has been born. He is the Messiah. After visiting the newborn Saviour, the shepherds spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed. Three wise men, following a bright star from the east, arrived to bestow gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh 
on the newborn king. They had visited King Herod, who, unaware of all these things, asked them to report to him on their return. Soon after, an angel again appeared to Joseph in a dream, telling him to flee to Egypt with Mary and the infant Jesus, since King Herod sought to kill the child. After some years, Herod died, and the Holy Family returned to Nazareth with Jesus. Joseph and Mary performed all that was necessary according to the law, and Jesus grew strong in spirit and was filled with wisdom and the grace of God. This Aztec myth describes the birth of Huitzilopochtli, the god of the sun. Coatlacui, meaning mother of the gods, is the Aztec goddess who gave birth to the sun and the stars and was the wife of Mescocotel. One day, Coatlacui was sweeping the floor of the temple on when a tuft of feathers fell from the sky. She tucked them into her belt and later discovered that they had disappeared. She also discovered that she was mysteriously pregnant. Her daughter, Koyalzaki, felt dishonoured by the pregnancy, so she hatched a plot along with her 400 brothers to kill their mother. However, this was not to be. The child Kuatlaki was carrying was none other than Wisiolopochli, the sun god. When Kuatlaki was about to meet her demise at the hands of Koyalzaki, Wisiolopochli was born as a full-grown man armed and ready for battle. He decapitated Kuealzaki 
and her body tumbled down to the base of the temple and was broken into pieces. Koatlaki regretted such violence. Wisilopochli threw Koalzaki's head into the sky to form the moon so that his mother would be comforted in seeing her daughter in the sky every night. Wesilapochli also attacked his 400 brothers. Those who survived became the southern stars in the sky. This ancient story is a dreaming of the Niyapa people of Outback Australia. Long ago in the dream time, before the ancestors walked the land, two sisters strolled through fields carpeted with flowers. Where these sisters came from, no one knows, for it was the springtime of the world when all life was still young and there were not yet any men in the land. The sisters walked joyfully together amongst a sea of sweet-scented flowers, at times hand in hand and at other times apart, as they searched for yams and berries to satisfy their hunger. As one particularly bright and beautiful sunny day drew to a close, one of the sisters noticed an unusually large flower, and, bending down to look at it, she saw in the petals the face of a tiny baby, so appealing, she plucked the flower immediately. Carefully, she placed the flower between two pieces of bark to protect it, leaving it in the field so that it would be washed with the dew in the early morning. Sure that she had found a treasure she must keep to herself, without saying anything to her sister, she visited the flower every day. As the baby grew and became more desirable every time she looked at it. But summer passed quickly 
and as the autumn night steadily became colder and winter approached, the girl suddenly realised that the flower was fading away. Although it was still growing, the little child's face and hands were turning blue with cold. Immediately she hurried back to the bark hut where she slept with her sister, and fetching a soft piece of possum fur, she gently wrapped the baby to protect it from the cold. When the baby smiled at her, her heart turned over, and she instinctively picked him up and put him to her breast. As he lay contentedly in her arms, clasping her breast and waving his tiny hands. Now the girl, who had not known a man, had become a mother, and the time had come to tell her sister of the wonderful thing that had happened amongst the flowers of the field. Together they nurtured the child through infancy, playing with him and teaching him to speak and sing, and bestowing on him the little knowledge they possessed. When fully grown, the man-child became Molyam, the eagle-hawk, and at the end of his life, he rose into the sky as a bright red star. From ancient Nepal comes the story of the birth of the Buddha. A Nepalese king, Sudhodana, married a beautiful princess named Mahamaya. One full moon night, the queen had a vivid dream. She felt herself being carried away by four diva's spirits to Lake Anotata in the Himalayas. After bathing her in the lake, the divas clothed her in heavenly clothes, anointed her with perfumes, and bedecked her with divine flowers. Soon after, a white elephant, 
holding the white lotus flower in its trunk, appeared and went round her three times, entering her womb through her right side. The next day, early in the morning, the queen told the king about the dream. The king was puzzled and sent for some wise men to discover the meaning of the dream. The wise men said, Your Majesty, you are very lucky. The divas have chosen our queen as the mother of the purest one, and the child will become a very great being. The king and queen were very happy when they heard this. The whole kingdom waited eagerly for the birth of the new prince, and Queen Maya enjoyed a happy and healthy pregnancy, living a pure life for herself and her unborn child. As Queen Maya was expecting her child, she went to the king and said, My dear, I have to go back to my parents. My baby is almost due. The king sent soldiers ahead to clear the road and prepared others to guard the queen as she was carried in a decorated palanquin. But on the way to the Koliya country, the great procession passed a beautiful garden and the queen ordered the bearers to stop for a while. As she rested underneath one of the sala trees, her birth began and a baby boy was born. According to the legends about the baby Buddha, he began to walk seven steps forward, and at each step a lotus flower appeared on the ground. Then at the seventh stride, he stopped and with a noble voice shouted, I am chief of the world, eldest am I in the world, foremost am I in the world. This is the last birth. There is now no more coming to be. After the birth of her baby son, Queen Mahamaya immediately re returned to Kapilavatu. When the king learnt of this, he was very happy, and as news of the birth of the long-awaited heir spread around the kingdom, there was rejoicing all over the country.
when we open ourselves to the spiritual essence within all things, we see through the outer appearances of different ways of expressing the one universal spirit. And we find the one spirit in all and at the heart of our own being. Thank you for listening.